do I think I'd be okay in a prison? I really like to think that I would. Like, I think that I would just try and assert dominance as quickly as possible mm. when I got in there. Um, you don't strike me as someone who loves routine, though. I do. I actually thrive on routine. Really? Con yeah, contrary to popular belief. Why do you live like this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if I got a routine back in my life, things would substantially get better. You actually work freelance. <laughs> do different things all the time. I know, but I think that's why routine is so important to me. I think okay. that's why I have to have some kind of routine in my life, because... The rest of my life is literal hellsbells.com, like okay. it's just chaos. So mm. But yeah, prison. Um I yeah, I'd like to think that I can hold my own. I'm small okay. and feisty, I think. Yeah. No, like I don't get your toughness. I just Yeah. I, I never think about it. It's <laughs> also not something I think about often. I never think about having to get on with the prisoners when I think of prison because I'm like, obviously I'd get on with them like the grunt. Yeah. But like it's it's the rest of it, like the boredom. I get bored so easily. I'd probably just start tattooing the prisoners or something and making yeah. a small entrepreneur business That'd in jail. Brutal. You could come out like That's, yeah. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay for food. Like you could come out richer than you are right now. <laughs> I just think it'd be the jail cell that would really get to me. I don't do well with being stuck in small spots for small spaces rather for a long period of time. Yeah. I'm not claustrophobic, I would say, but I just think that if I felt trapped for a long period of time, it would very much get to my head. Mm. And I might go a bit cuckoo bananas. <laughs> because I'm trans, I could like possibly end up in a man man's prison. Yeah, I was actually just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you say, like, you're problematic bitch. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Um, How do you think you would thrive in prison, actually? Hmm. Well, yeah, actually, not to make light of like people's plights, but like if it's a man's prison, I feel like, you know, I could be girlfriends with the toughest guy. Mm. And then if it was a female prison. I've never had a problem getting on with women, really. Who would you waste your phone calls on? Like, who would be your first prison phone call, and who would you then disperse the phone calls between throughout the course of your first week there? Who's the best gossip? I'd want to know everything that's going on outside, yeah. so... Hmm. Annie, maybe. Annie, Annie yeah. Annie would be a good one. Um, maybe Neil. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I just want to call my mom all the time, though. I know. <laughs> Um, Do they make you wear orange in prison over here? No, I don't even think you have jumpsuits over here. I think really? It's just like, yeah, I think it's just like kind of scrub things like doctors wear. It's a bit I just that's just completely from my own head. I have no no idea whether that's true or not. Interesting. Welcome to Pre Drinks at Layla's, the podcast where I, Layla Beauty, have a drink with a guest and discuss the topic du jour. This week, my guest is a returning one. It is one of my best friends, Janine Moffat. Two months since I recorded a podcast. Wow! Literally. Oh, it has been actually. Yeah, it's been so long. Because I know we were meant to do this before you went to Paris. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I had great plans before I went to Paris. I had to just like frantically record loads of them before I went. Um. So if the quality hasn't been good on the last few episodes, it's probably not going to be any better today because my husband's not here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if this one's even good enough to go out. I can't believe he's using coronavirus as an excuse to not Honestly, be here. It's actually... Everyone's doing that at the moment. Embarrassing. People are dying for another lockdown. Like, if I had COVID, I just wouldn't Hey, I would love one. Like, I 
honestly would thrive in another lockdown just for like two weeks what did you do during lockdown You're so I, had, I, can't imagine. I had a ball really were you here yeah okay i had the time of my life were you in your apartment yeah i now i was very responsible now i was totally going to like raves and stuff oh, like that too, yeah like i really lived my best life but mm. i was lucky because like i was living with my friends and like my parents are obviously in canada so i didn't have to like worry about putting anyone at risk I was the same yeah. yeah which I was very fortunate about now I still like obeyed the laws and the rules as much as possible but I also had to keep myself sane <laughs> and we all know that like if I did it properly I would have gone to a mental asylum oh so. my god 100% I mean I lived alone it just wasn't an option for me to like I'd be texting people and they'd be like oh no well, we're not supposed to meet at the moment and I'd be like well but I'll die. <laughs> it's probably for the best we weren't friends during lockdown. Though. It probably it's is. Pro- yeah, I'm surprised we never bumped into each other. For health and well being. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you miss me when I was gone? I really did. There I was actually a lot of times when I went to pull up my phone and like text you or call you, and I was like, mm, she's quite literally <laughs> in another country. It was pretty sad. Yeah, you become real um, dependent on each other when you both live in town, don't I know. you? Because so many people just live outside of it. It's I know. like, oh, we're actually only up the road from each other, so. Famously, August was really boring here as well. Well, for me anyway, because I was sick half of the month with every plague <laughs> that everyone's bringing back, going around and stuff, but mm. yeah. I seemed to come back for the best week and because it was my show on the Friday, then it was House of Wig on the Saturday, and then, well, the mother party was on Sunday, but I couldn't go, but like, there was just loads going on that weekend. I, I yeah, see, I you did come week. back on a good weekend, but that was the weekend I also thought that I was recovered. Mm-hmm. And ripped the absolute piss out of it to then just got a throat infection and got sick again. So. Yeah. So that I got, was I got fun. The best of you. Yeah, you got the best? I saved the best. Well, that was when I texted you, you were like, I haven't been going out or anything, and I was like, Jesus, it took me leaving the country if you to get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good must, time. Yeah, you should probably leave the country again. <laughs> <laughs> the topic du jour, I'm Terrified. glad to reveal it is. Hit it, Niall. change let's okay. chat about change yeah. okay i can do this i thought it was like an easy enough one i know you've been nervous <laughs> yeah because i just really didn't know what you were gonna throw at me this week yeah i was really no sure i challenged you last time attraction was like you know it's, it's not easy to bury your soul about attraction but we could we could make this as deep or as light as we wanted to okay um do you cope well with change do i cope well with change it depends what it's in relation to and to what severity it is I think mm. because obvious, obviously if it's like proper fucking my life around and like just completely throwing me for a loop I think I'm like like I, I think anyone would get a bit kind of like what is happening definitely yeah do I cope with it well though yeah I'd say I do I've kind of learned in my life just to kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I've kind of like learned those skills as a human being, I think, well. Yeah, definitely. But I don't, uh, I don't like, I like change, but I, again, it just, that's such a vague answer, like, but it just depends in what regard and in relation to what. Mm. It's so terrifying though. Like change can be really good and exciting or it can be terrifying, like. Yeah. hundred percent. And if it's unexpected, it's even worse. If it's kind of something that like comes up on you, you're like, dude, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes I'm like too good at change. I'm like, if a relationship or something isn't serving me, and like, that's not to sound like in a dick way, but like, it's like, oh, well, 
You know those people who put up with someone for so long mm. when they're like, not, they shouldn't be friends anymore? Yeah. Or like, a relationship the same way, like, I'm just like, okay, no, this, this has to change or whatever. Yeah. And like, I've been called brutal because of that. <laughs> but I'd say you weren't always like that though, because I think I'd be very like that now as well, but I absolutely, hand in my heart, was not always like that. Oh yeah. I like, would have like, put up with so much shit when I was younger that I shouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, but now yeah, I'm like, you're here. annoying, goodbye. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean? that's that's true. I have no tolerance for bullshit anymore. No. I'm becoming such a crabby old woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're friends now. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, actually, that doesn't apply to men now. I still let men walk all over me. But, mm. Well, I've gotten much better, but only because like I haven't fallen in love lately. So yeah. when, once I fall in love, see, it depends if you're mad about them as well. It's just that's like... it, yeah. <laughs> I haven't met a man I'm mad, mad about in ages. And no. like that's why I'm so sane at the moment. It's actually great. <laughs> it's great for the sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you're scared of it? Of change, yeah. um, no, like I any time I've had a big change in my life, whether it was for good or bad, like upon reflection, down the line, it might have been the worst thing that ever happened to me at the time, or the best thing ever. But like, it always has served me in some way, shape, or form. I think. Yeah, well, I've, I mean, you'd have to be pretty skilled at it, I suppose, to have. Like, I yeah, but I think. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I just think, like, just even my job and my life and stuff like that, like, mm. it's always, like, you have to be so adaptable to things changing, like, even when I'm away for, like, work on tours and stuff like that, like, something will change at the flip of a hat, and you just have to adapt to your day being completely turned around or, like, accommodating to what's happening now at that exact time, so I just think I've kind of applied all that stuff to the rest of my life, even if it's, like, relationships and people and stuff, like... Again, it's always kind of shitty sometimes if it's not for your benefit, it's not the best thing in the world for you, but like you just learn to kind of move past it. Definitely. And yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it, I don't think though. I think it's a good thing. I yeah. I don't like being complacent. I hate complacency. That's one of my biggest fears, I think. So I think I actually kinda of do quite like it. Yeah. It pushes yeah. me like Yeah, I'm terrified of boredom or yeah. stuck in the same thing as well. Do you like it? Mm, yeah, like I like new things and I like new people and stuff like that. I am really bad at keeping the same people around me all the time, mm. which I think I'm becoming much better at these days, but like, I mean, obviously I completely changed who I was and then like moved completely out of like my teenage like years, like I have no connection to my teenage self at all anymore, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, So it, I, I feel very new in some ways. And then in college, I kind of have no connection to my college self either. Like, there's a couple of girlies who that I see who, like, I knew in college. And, like, we see each other occasionally, and that's great and stuff. But, like, we don't hang out properly anymore. Yeah. So I feel like I had to change a lot in a huge period of time. So I must be comfortable enough with it. But I don't like... I don't... I wouldn't like to think that I'm, like, too flaky or whatever. I don't think there's necessarily being flaky, though. Because I would kind of be like that as well. Because I've gone through so many different phases of my life. And mm. I don't think it's a flakiness as per, like... You change yourself, I think. I think, like, speaking on my own behalf, I've changed as a person a lot over the last years. And I just think that, like, again, it's an adaptation thing where, like, you might find that certain things or certain people just aren't serving you or fulfilling you in a certain way. And that's just life as well. And you move on from it. And, like, not everyone's meant to be in your life for the entire story. That's true. So, like, it's, it's hard not to beat yourself up about that kind of thing as well. But, like... It's just knowing you've changed as a person or, like, they've changed even as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not always just you. It's, like, 
you might have gotten on at that time in your life because you're all focused on the same mm -hmm. similar interests and things or whatever and then somebody goes off and does something else and you change the person and they change and it's just like you just don't have anything to talk about anymore and like that needs to be made more okay of like it's not okay. like it doesn't make you a bad person because you're not friends or as close to someone anymore I don't think it's just like genuinely part of life like yeah it's people's inability to recognize that I think that yeah um, that like causes so much conflict because sometimes there are people like it, it'll happen to me the other way as well like someone will stop kind of hanging out with me and stuff like that and I'll try a few times and then I'll be like okay they've they've moved on like yeah. where they you know maybe they don't want to party as much as I do or maybe which like fair fucks you because you I don't party to stop. do you <laughs> but uh or like for like for example I like, one of my best friends a few years ago she moved to New York and like moved there for the foreseeable like you know and like obviously that was we kept in touch for a long time and stuff like that and like i definitely grab a drink with her or whatever if it's back but like obviously you can't keep being best friends with someone who you're never you never see do you know what i mean it's it is like being in a relationship with someone like yeah. keeping close contact with your friends i know even when i'm away like on tour and stuff like that like i literally fall off the face of the fucking planet yeah i've had emails and text messages from my parents being like are you alive and i'm like <laughs> just not on my phone and like it, when you're like doing like long distance friendships it's like all them and stuff and like you're not just like presently in someone's life like for them for one thing like you're not always around so they're not constantly reminded of your presence and then yeah. like same thing for you like you're not always around them and you're focused on other things and it's just like it is a full-time job to have to consciously make the effort to like make time for each other definitely like, if I'd have any, if I'd had any friends in Paris, you probably wouldn't have heard from me for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing to do. I heard more from you in that six weeks than I heard from you now living in the same city as me. Like <laughs> honestly, Jillian, I just want to come home. Um, Mom, I'm scared. There's rats. <laughs> I've been thinking lately about like how fortunate I I've been to like never have had to cut off like a family member. It must be a really hard thing to do. Yeah, it's weird. I wouldn't say that I've had to cut off a family member. But I've definitely just kept a family member at arm's length because okay. of their... Again, it's just their whole energy is just not what I agree with. Okay, yeah, 100%. Like, it's not anything they personally did to me, but it's just the way they live their life and the way that they would just, like, their outlook on things. Mm. And I just don't like absorbing... Ugh, absorbing that kind of energy into, like, my life and making the time of day for it and it's really hard as well but like again it's that really cheesy age-old saying of like they're my family and I love them but I don't have to like them 100% yeah and I firmly stand by that and again that needs to become way more accepted as well because like this whole facade of like a really happy family nine times out of ten everyone has some kind of shit in their family and I think a lot of people would have had like similar things they just don't get on with someone in their family and like don't want to like invest the time but they're like made to and it's kind of more daunting to you as a person I think but like yeah I think once you just accept that that like you don't have to like them and just keep them over in this little box that you see them at Christmas and stuff and you're like well what's the crack yeah, and then definitely. leave it at that then yeah it doesn't make you a bad person either I don't think no no I, and I mean like a family with a conflict is just is that even achievable without like no you all being Nazis or something? Until like AI like literally designs a husband and children for someone. Oh. But even then they'll just literally take over the world. But you go out with the robot. Why are we talking about AI again on this? Like <laughs> sorry, it's because I was listening to a podcast today and I'm absolutely freaked out, but <laughs> Would you go out with the robot? Like 
I'm gonna have to at this point. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the idea that they wouldn't argue. Yeah, no, I, I just, I couldn't. I'd probably like, end up being able to argue with it. I think you'd suit, I, I could see you dating a robot. Like, it'd just be so on brand for you to come <laughs> into an event. And I've been telling all of us for ages that you have this new boyfriend, and all of a sudden he's just on wheels and, like, rolling you in in his arms or something, and, like, uh, what would his name be? I don't know. I just think it'd be very on brand for you. It'd just be so out there. Lorenzo. I, <laughs> I, we, me and my friend in secondary school, we both fancied these guys. And we, we bought these teddies together. Not teddies, you know those things you put in the microwave? But they're like teddies. Like a hot water bottle thingy? Yeah, but it was like, they were rabbits. What am I talking about? Anyway, um, the... Your childhood was very different to mine. We bought them and then we were like, oh, we both fancied these guys in school and the guys in school were best friends. And then we were like, oh, let's name our rabbits after them. And then we were like, no, we can't do that. It's so weird. And then we were like, okay, let's name them uh, similar names. So, well, not similar names, but like with the same amount of letters. So her one was Oleg, because his name Oleg. had four letters. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. And my one was Lorenzo because his name had um, T A. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, there are the first letters. But anyway, his name had the same amount of letters as Lorenzo. Um, I got so embarrassed halfway through telling that story, and I was like, why am I even doing this? So. Name that starts with D has that many letters. I'm trying to think. Mm, well, I'll Not edit. that I know the individual anyway. But I'll edit it out, but it's. Okay. Yeah. That's something I was very scared of when I first came on this podcast because I can famously have the mouth of a sailor sometimes and just go on rants and not know what's coming out of my mouth because I have no filter 95% <laughs> of the time anyway. So. No, it's more just when people name people and I'm like, oh, no, I really don't oh, want to true, get sued. So true. I don't care about cursing. Um, it's like when you say allegedly this information <laughs> sure when I first when my podcast first got like the information first got put on Google it was like a mental a clean mental health podcast I was like what I had to share that everyone on this podcast like, couldn't be more mentally unwell if they tried I like, know I don't know how it got that way so it's like I think it's comedy interviews now or something which like oh, it's okay. not really either but um, better than nothing I'm hilarious Lena thank you <laughs> have you changed at all recently I feel like this has just been a summer of change for me. Really? Yeah. In a lot of ways, like... Okay. Friendship-wise, life-wise, just mindset-wise, getting my shit together more. Mm-hmm. Like... Could've filled me. No, I'm <laughs> Don't give me that look. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go on. This is why we need video for the podcast. <laughs> dagger glare. Um, no, but I think it's, it's like, again, a lot of it was really tough at the time and, like, I was questioning a lot of decisions mm. that were being made and stuff, um, but all for the better in the end, I will say. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, last time, yeah. literally last time we recorded here, I remember we went upstairs and had food and you were telling me about you were not in a good place, like... Yeah, I really wasn't. I was so, so funny as hell, though. <laughs> Yeah, I like you less since you're not miserable anymore. I, I get that a lot. I really get that I'm, a lot. I'm literally joking. Like, when I'm not miserable, everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm literally the best I've ever been. Thank you. But I'll go back to being a miserable cunt. Like. Yeah. Some people love when you just give out. I don't think I've changed in ages, really. Just circumstances have. Mm. I mean, obviously I got a new place and the show and the podcast and all I don't know my life is just very different than it did this time last year yeah um 
but like none of those changes were kind of in my control. Well, obviously the, the work stuff was, but. But do you think looking back that any of them have kind of taught you something or had to happen for a certain reason? Well, like the main thing, the main fucking struggle I had this year was the housing thing and like, no. Because <laughs> I'd already had a period of again moment. with the Cosy Lives <laughs> crisis. Welcome back to pre-drinks. We're all we talk about is the cost of living. Does anyone know that I had a period of where I was couch surfing and that I struggled <laughs> and I struggle with money? Um, no, but I there's there's just no reason for that. That didn't teach me anything. Um, Resilience. It's been miserable. Oh, I've like literally sometimes I feel like I'm, a, you know. The, the world has a hammer like I, I don't picture a god but like I picture the universe and mm. I, I don't really know what that looks like but like I picture it with a hammer just like smashing me sometimes just to see how big I'll get and strong and I'm like no I'm strong enough now like it's it's done like, sometimes it really is just like give me a break girls honestly, like I can't do this anymore five psych hospital admissions like that's done <laughs> I should have no suffering anymore um, that was just a holiday honestly. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um I think the biggest change in my life, but like, it was, it happened a long time ago, was just brought about through therapy. Yeah, then therapy just, was the biggest change in your life? Well, like, because I went to therapy, I changed my brain so much. Okay, yeah, I get you. Like, I was unrecognisable. Yeah. Five years ago, four years ago, like, I, I just was so troubled and paranoid and unhappy and bitter and, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just was not having a good time, so... Obviously, I'm very grateful for that change. Yeah, that's definitely a positive one. Um, I don't know, do you believe people can... Like, I think I believe people can change because I did that, but what about you? Oh, definitely. People have the ability to change for better or for worse. Mm. Like, everyone has it in them, and, like, it's all about, like, working on it as well, I think. It's probably easier to change for the worse if you don't work on it, and it just kind of, like, you toxically slide down a path of just not being yourself and choosing chaos and getting yourself into situations and like mindsets that you did once have control over that you don't anymore but like Mm. changing yourself for the better definitely has to be more of a conscious decision I think because you have to again just like it's changes a lot of work in any regard I think yeah but like when you want to change for the better as a person you have to again work on it like it's like therapy you've worked on yourself you've worked on changing your mindset and like Cause like your brain is a muscle as well like I firmly believe that and like it's like anyone like working out like you work out to train your muscles to get bigger and stronger like you have to train your brain to be bigger and stronger and Definitely. healthier yeah whereas like if you don't work on that and you don't consciously make the effort to like not talk toxically to yourself and not like like get, get beat down habits. and get into bad habits and yeah. stuff and just not take care of your noggin like then you're naturally going to just not be healthy like yeah I agree with that but then I also agree with like the brain is a muscle like so that's why I think it's harder for like older people to change yeah like oh yeah because yeah because you've had thought patterns that are so developed yeah like, your brain is just so used to going down that you just like that's totally a thing as well change positive whatever there's probably a better way of saying that but like oh, older people like ever meet are like the ones who are like really well read and really mm-hmm. um know a lot of people and to do a lot of talking and stuff like that and I think that's because constantly challenging your brain to entertain new ideas and mm-hmm. stuff like that I do think that's the thing as well though as like we were saying like um how instilled something is in you as well like obviously again it's the amount like it's a time frame thing. So like if you've had thoughts instilled in your head for years and you thought 
that was the gospel of whatever you're believing in. It's going to be way harder for you to change that thought when someone kind of pushes you to change it. A hundred percent. Versus like something you may have just thought about once or twice and then you learn new information about it and they're like, okay, I can actually see it from the side. You change your thought process on it. Like it's just very much one of those things. Like if Donald Trump had his head in the guillotine, the guillotine, sorry, I was just in France. Um, (laughs) But if he had his head in the guillotine and uh, they were like, oh, will we give him a chance to change or will we cut his head off? Cut his head off because I I think he's too old and too stupid. I just think he's done a lot of bad, bad things where there's... But he's just been like, thinking that shit for years you know like I do think that bad people can change yeah um, and the younger they are the better and like I do totally believe in like because it's again about- it's a mindset thing you've convinced yourself that you're so righteous in these thoughts that you're having and like unfortunately his are negative thoughts and they're really shitty thoughts yeah but in his head he is just so right in everything that he believes yeah like but, like, I've been there as well, like, well, not where Donald Trump is, but, uh, like, I've, I've been there in terms of, like, thinking that the world was such a horrible place. Like, I was horrible. Like, people, I think, kind of laugh when I say that, but, like, I was a horrible person when I was a teenager. Really? Like, oh, like, I was so mean to people in school. Do you think that I was part as well, though, because of what you were going through and, like, your own yeah, mental turmoil? Well, I, I thought... I was living in a world where I would never be happy. Yeah. Could never like get to a place where I was comfortable and like, all the all those were unconscious thoughts. But basically, I was like, the world is a horrible place, and I have to be the most horrible person in it. Um, but yeah, like I'm obviously really ashamed to look back and like you know the reasons and stuff, but that doesn't erase like, the kind of the badness that was in you. But like, I changed so completely, and that was because I was put into like um an anger management kind of counselling thing when mm-hmm. I was like 15 because literally I was out of control like I was getting in trouble all the time I was just such a shitbag like I'm sure there were times that my parents were like oh my god we just need to drive her to Wicklow and leave her on the side of the road or something but like so like I'm such a believer I was even listening to like an interview the other day about you know obviously there's such a thing at the moment about the youths the wild youths who were like beating people up in Dublin and stuff yeah. like that and I was listening to a thing about like how when there's people from like poverty stricken areas and stuff how their mind just their, their brain only thinks in violence and how positively they can change if they're given the chance to and stuff like that and yeah I don't know I'm I, like can you sitting here saying that like empathize with your younger self as to why you behave like that like, totally you have that understanding now so you know like you feel empathic towards why you did that and like why you might have like drove your parents insane and had such anger issues but like do you feel any kind of I just lost my train of thought I get what you mean though like part, <laughs> part of the therapy is that you have to go and forgive her yeah I had to go and forgive her and like then I had to like take into account those reasons like you know I remember I literally remember like a session of therapy where I was like crying and being like I just like was so horrible and and like my therapist kept going what's another word for that what's another word for that what's another word for that eventually I was like unhappy mm-hmm. and then I was like oh my god yes I was just so unhappy and like that's that made me really sad then because I was like oh my god she was so young like I see her as such a villain but she was so young um sorry this is all very enough but like th- that's literally what therapy is you literally have to talk to past versions of yourself and everything it's <laughs> it's horribly um theatric but the, so yeah yeah um but yeah like I, I obviously forgive her and stuff like that but then you can never like 
let yourself off the hook for like any hurt you caused as well. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like if we were in a bar and somebody who I'd been horrible to walked in, luckily enough I'm not living in that area anymore and like the chances are slim, but like I'd be devastated to be yeah. confronted with that again. And like, I, I don't know whether I'd be better to go up and say, listen, like I've changed, I'm sorry, or to leave them alone. But like, anyway, like the, you can never erase what you've done either. Yeah. You can, you can change like the, like, it's just like, we were talking about prison earlier and like, if there were better reform systems and stuff like that, and obviously like I'm not- That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I'm not educated enough to talk about prison reform, like in any good way or whatever, but like obviously we know that the system that we have is wrong and like- But it's not even just here, it's just everywhere. everywhere. It's just like you get thrown into a jail cell and then it's like, oh, here's a bit of arts and crafts or they assign them a few chores and stuff like that, but there's no actual work done in these- facilities to actually make them better people and reform them and send them back out into yeah. society and then everyone's so sitting there yeah how'd you get here let's work through this because i'm sure a lot of them want to be helped at the end of the day like no one wants to be a bad person nobody does nobody does like, i fully believe i fully believe that like no yeah. one wants to wake like no child is born being like oh, i'm dying to be the next jeffrey Dahmer. like no. i'm gagging to be a pedophile like no one wants that. It's just something has happened in their lives to get them to this point, and then they unfortunately end up in these facilities. And then once they get in there, it's just like, okay, here you are, now you're doing your time. But it's like, why is there no extra work being done to make them better members of society and better people? Because yeah. they deserve a chance to be better as well, like we all do. Like definitely. But it's just like then they throw them back out if their sentence is up, and they wonder why they behave the same way. That's it's like, it. Yeah. They you haven't even allowed them to change. No. And, like, I actually don't believe in evil. Like, I don't believe that, like, there's not an, a tiny bit of humanity in some... Well, like, the example we used earlier with Donald Trump. Like, I actually... As smug as he looks and as satisfied as he looks or whatever, I actually think that when he looks into the into his reflection, he can't really look for very long. And, like, I think that if you really got your hands on someone like that and um, prodded at their brain and kept, you know asking questions you would find that there's actually a deeply unhappy person in the middle of all that but I mean you can lock yourself up in this kind of hatred and horror and it's easier to see the world as like or to, to not see the humanity in people yeah than it is but like doing like good or like feeling like you're doing good in the world or even just that like you're being neutral in the world is actually such a great feeling and yeah I really like as as challenging as my life can be or whatever I'm actually so happy and like I really feel sorry for them in that they don't have that. Yeah, I do. Like, my heart does break for them. I always kind of think about this as well. It's just, like, any really highly successful person or, like, businessman or even, I'm sure, like, criminals to some extent, like, drug dealers or whatever. Like, I always think back to, like, the very starting point of when they were led down this journey of getting to being a bad person mm -hmm. begins. And like, I guarantee you like a lot of the time it was in their mind or like they got this idea to do something for the better good of themselves or their family or something. Like I'm sure like if a politician started out, they genuinely had a belief they were going to change for the better yeah. or change the world for the better. And then time goes on and their thoughts are warped and they sell their soul to the devil for whatever reason, or like a drug dealer for any, like for instance, like, maybe they're only now it's not always your only option but like maybe the easiest option at the time to support their family and put food in the table for the kids was like selling a bag of weed and then it's like oh that's next thing they're in a gang next thing they've accidentally murdered like it's just there's yeah. so many pathways that you can get 
from like looking into these things and like listening to people's stories which is fascinating just to kind of see how they got from point A to point B and like it's just like realising that they weren't always a bad person I don't think mm. or they didn't have that mindset to have gotten where they were and so deep into it yeah but they also just are too far in to like immediately change definitely definitely Jesus, <laughs> far too hungover for this conversation oh, today. Oh gosh, you got very, very, um, we live in a society there. Um, what do you think about physical change, like 50 cents and stuff? <laughs> 20 cents and um, 10 cents. <laughs> I think that Prosecco's hit me already. Um, oh. I, I'll tell you what change I'm really excited for. I can't wait for like, well, I mean, it looks less and less hopeful, but I'm not going to talk about the cost of living again. <laughs> but, like, I can't wait until we get to, like, the point of, like, having houses and we're married. Well, we don't have to be married, but, like, we're, we've moved on to that next stage of, like, mm. comfortable life. I'm kind of ready for, like, my scaldy 20s to be over. Yeah, see, this was what was fascinating to me as well, because obviously, not that I love admitting this on a podcast, but I did... <laughs> Change my age last year. What? <laughs> Shock. Despicable. <laughs> if I've told you anything else when I've been out, don't listen to this. <laughs> um, no, I did turn 30 last year. And this is where you're supposed to say you look amazing, Gillian. Thank I you. I always say that. I well, just don't want to do it in front of people. Could have said it publicly to make you feel better about admitting that. Um, but everyone was saying, like, oh, you will notice, like, once you turn 30, you have this level of calm and, like, just you change as a person you're just so much reassured and you stop giving a fuck about what everyone else thinks and you start doing things like more for you a lot hmm. I like I did really notice that really? it wasn't obviously I woke up on my birthday and was like wow yeah, yeah. I'm amazing now but like something did just kind of come over me over time of the last however many months it's been where I just all I want is my happiness and good yeah. people around me and I'm done trying to like make like accommodate to other people even if they're being shitty or making me feel like shit and just like putting up with that yeah and like done with being done with being reckless done with just being reckless to an extent that it's like not doing me any good no. or other people in my life because like I'm sure you're the same you went through phases in your 20s where you've just been an absolute degenerate and yeah You've lost friends and stuff like that, like, but I did definitely, I have noticed in this past year that I have just achieved a new level of calm over myself, which mm. I love. Yeah. And, like, I'm way more able now just to kind of, like, make decisions for myself. I don't get FOMO half as much anymore because yeah. I'm just, like, my wisdom coming over me now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, like, I'm just, like, you've done this a million times, Gillian. Like, you, you know if you don't go out tonight, it's not going to be that in the world. Or, like... That's it, yeah you know you have this to get done just put your head down like look at the bigger long run picture of what you want to achieve yeah just that it's just simple things like that I think and like that's really exciting to me I think like I think I'm becoming a really solid person in this last year mm. even though I may have pissed a few people off mm. in doing so because my life didn't fit into theirs anymore and stuff but um that happens <laughs> no I <laughs> I am um, <laughs> If I'm like, oh, I wish I was out or whatever, I'm like, well, I'm obviously bored, though. Do you know? Where yeah. it's like, I'm like, if I if I didn't want to be out, I just wouldn't go out. Yeah. It's just like, I started looking at being but I'm like... I'm way younger than you, so... I know you are. Must be nice. <laughs> I've got all this wisdom. Thank you. Um, no, one thing I have started doing is if, like, I have FOMO, I'm just like... 
you again like you said I'm bored but it's like what could you be doing right now True. and again I always have 50 million things that I should be doing yeah it's just like this stroke of my mind's always in a million different places and like jumping <laughs> it's ADHD probably <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I just always want to be everywhere at once and I just kind of learned that I have to like tune in to focusing on what like I really want out of my life at that time and it's like if that means I have like drawing or like gigs to do and stuff like that that I have to just like really focus on that and not change my evening and go out and be crazy and stuff definitely then I have to really really put my foot down but it's for the best I think yeah yeah I'm loving being wholesome lately like I was saying to you earlier like yeah. I'm becoming such an old theatre granny <laughs> I love it yeah we were literally looking at the board gosh listings and being like oh goody this sounds <laughs> like, amazing <laughs> jolly good <laughs> like I went and saw Annie last week and I have not stopped singing that shit around the house since I saw it like I am in my head now thinking that I am the star of the show in Annie and waiting till someone discovers me to cast me from purely singing my apartment but I know that, that um, could be a new change I could go into musical theatre oh and my. that could be a big break oh my god my boob was just like <laughs> just um, say that did you see it um sorry um I love the song Little Girls from Annie oh yeah it's kind of creepy though Little Girls Little Girls anyway is it a bit creepy though yeah yeah that's probably why I like it <laughs> and and is there anything you'd still like to change apart from the coffee lips <laughs> well I would obviously love for that change because like I almost got charged six euros oh god I even hate this coming out of my mouth it sounds so gross I almost got charged six euro for a kombucha the other day and I nearly had a stroke I was like I will go and rot tea in my own house thank <laughs> you very much <laughs> like I yeah so the coffee lips I would love to change yeah I would love just to win the lottery and just be financially stable constantly and not have to worry about that kind of thing and be able to just like do my art and not have to just like pour myself out gigging sometimes and stuff just to me yeah would you still dance if you won the lottery uh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no yeah i probably would like as much as i just joke about like being sick of it sometimes and stuff and i'm fed up with it like it's always just in my blood like yeah I don't think I'll ever kind of fully... Well, no, I won't be getting one I'm 40 and, like, literally the Botox has stopped working. Yeah. And look double the age of the 18-year-olds doing the gigs and stuff, but... Well, joke's on you. Apparently we're all living till 150 and we're all going to have to work until we're, like, 80, so... I uh, don't want that. Let's try. We didn't talk about the biggest change in the world. What was the biggest change in the world? The climate change. The climate change. <laughs> um... I just can't worry about it anymore. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, like... It's not a topic I like getting into a heated com <laughs> Pun intended. A heated conversation about <laughs> with people. Because it's just, like... We're doing as much as possible, I think. I want to defend. It's our governments and the shitty people in charge that really aren't doing us any good. and all that shit. Like, I don't fucking dump plastic into the sea yeah. in mass billions, you know? I know, like contrary to popular belief, I am quite an earthy little creature. Mm. But um Yes, that freaks me out about you. Yeah, that's something people forget all the time. People yeah. on this side of my life are like, what? And I'm like, no, I literally am of the earth, like. Um 
I know. But that's what we were saying the other day. You were like, oh, like, my hair's like buying at the beach. And I was like, I feel like... The beach away, the side of a mountain, hands down. If I'm away from smog for too long, my nervous system just collapses. <laughs> See, that's... Yeah, so that's a change that would really scare me as well, I think. Because I think if I ever got to the point of buying a house... So I would love to be the point in my life where I could afford a little gorgeous loft at the city and then buy a house in one of these locations. But I would absolutely want to buy a house, like, on a beach or, like, on the side of a mountain somewhere and just live a really wholesome mm. nature life but then I'd be afraid of like <clears throat> losing this side of me you can always sleep on the floor of my <laughs> tiny studio I better have a spare bedroom in your house sleep in my wardrobe um yeah I would be afraid to leave the city as well I'm terrified I'm gonna fall in love with a man who doesn't want to live in the city yeah, that that really scares me as well not even the city just like that I'm gonna fall fall in love with a man that doesn't want to live in somewhere that I want to live and yeah. knowing myself I would fully be the one to be like I'll come to you yeah because <laughs> people compromise in relationships all the time like yeah. people who like do you know when somebody's like oh I wish I was living in this country but I can't because my husband's here and I'm like you left everything you know for your husband yeah I just can't imagine doing that, but like I'm not shitting on them at all. Like I'm not shitting on them, but I don't agree with it do, because like you can't guarantee that he's gonna wake up and like not tell you that he doesn't love you anymore. Like yeah. that's not a solid sign seal deliver thing, girl. I just like, never see myself being so in love with somebody that I give up everything else. Oh I do, I, do, oh, that, like, I, do I do see myself doing that, really? but I I've learned the skills to not go that <laughs> crazy about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I just need my friends too much. And my family, to be fair. Uh, yeah. I know a change that you want. You want to get a dog when you... Oh, in. yeah. I would love a dog. Mm. I'm such a dog person. I was getting my hair cut today even, and they have the most gorgeous little Pomeranian in the shop. Oh. And she just makes me so happy. And, like, every time I'm there, I'm just like, I really, really love a dog. Yeah. I had to drink my dog drowned last night. That's not nice. Oh, my God. It was so... <laughs> very grim. It was so panicky. I know it's really annoying when people talk about your dreams, but this one's kind of funny. It's such grim. Um, we were in a hotel room, and my dog jumped off the balcony and ran into the sea, and she couldn't swim. And we were like, oh, no. So then we all... <laughs> we were all out of the hotel, and we got in the lift. Me and my mom, my sister. And the lift started going like sideways instead of down, so like it was just bringing us really far. And then, anyway, by the time we got back, um, she drowned in the sea. That's anyway, really sad. That dog died four years ago. Like. Oh, I wonder what <laughs> so, the dream was trying I to tell you. Remembered. Yeah. Slow down. Every every dream, I'm like, oh, just slow down. To slow down. <laughs> um, maybe I subconsciously believe I need to slow down. What other change? Hmm. I mean, I recommend changing your gender. It's a bit of crack. <laughs> I can't even mention that yet. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a massive change for you, actually. Like, clearly, in every sense of the term. Um, the way bigger change was the vagina, I think. The only mega change? The way bigger change. Yeah. It's like socially, I was always like you literally lost, one, uh, lost a limb. Like. Yeah. <laughs> How was that change for you? Like, did you wake up and you were just like, yeah, I'm back, bitches? Or, like, were you like, I've just literally lost a penis? Oh, I was traumatized. <laughs> and, like, I've, I've really realised that lately. Like, I've talked like, at length about my struggle to orgasm on this thing. And, like, yeah. I really think it was because I was, like, I had a lot of trauma around the body and being, like... 
Because, like, obviously you can prepare yourself as much as you want. Is that the some... You're dealing with a wound, like, so... Yeah. Is that something they tell you before that you'll have problems with that? Or no. is that kind of, like, they do it, they're like, oh, by the way! No, they talk you. Like, I had to sit and, like, I cried afterwards. Like, I had to sit and get a huge speaking Really? Too, where, like, they show you a slideshow. It's great that they do it. Like, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Before every major surgery, they should do it. But, like, they show you exactly what happens. Like, she was telling me about, like, bad... Not worst-case scenarios. Like, it wasn't that bad. But, like, she was telling me about, like, girls who'd struggled. Um, other patients, like, stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I was, like, fully prepared that it could... Worsen the quality of my life. Because there is the potential, as there is with any surgery, to... For it not to go well. You know, for it not to have its intended cause. I mean, yeah. girls get boob jobs and end up in with all sorts of health problems. But um yeah, I I was very traumatized from the surgery and felt like I was I was I healed very quick, like physically I was okay quite quickly and stuff like that. So I think I was getting very frustrated that the rest of my body wasn't catching up, but like it was my it's my mind really. Like it's, Yeah. You've you have this thing at the beginning that like you have to keep clean and that hurts and that you can't really go near and then suddenly it's like, okay, well this is going to give you pleasure so start playing with it and it's like do you think yeah do you think your mind's gotten to a point or will get to a point where it's just like you've changed your mindset just think that you've just always had your Gretchen or (laughs) um or like or will you always be conscious and like I suppose it's like anything I'll probably just start to forget like what it was like before yeah Um, that's what I mean because it's still so recent obviously as well and stuff um, at the beginning I used to have dreams that, oh god this is like really admitting something but anyway, <laughs> uh, it is kind of my thing but I used to have dreams that like I was like playing with myself and then I'd be like oh fuck I'm after turning it inside out like I'd be like oh fuck I'm after breaking it like I'd be like it shouldn't look like this and anyway I'd wake up and be like phew but uh, yeah they don't really happen anymore I, yeah I'm more used to it all the time I suppose yeah even like when you're first like three months after you'd be having a shower and you'd be like okay I'm gonna have another look at it and be like oh I didn't notice that or whatever also I realised because I got my track I got a tracheal shave I got like my Adam's apple removed yeah and it like I thought oh they've left me with a bit of a lump I was like and it wasn't it wasn't very noticeable but it was something I could feel yeah and I was like okay so that's happened and I was like I'm not gonna go back and like get that redone or whatever so and then, like, literally two years on, it just suddenly went down. So, like, I could still be quite swollen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone's body heals differently, like. really differently. So, like, I might not even be done. Because I remember one day, it was, like, nine months on, I'd say, from the surgery. And I was, like, thought that it looked a certain way. And then suddenly it, like, got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and way less of a camel toe. Um, Stop. But, I, um, <gasps> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's what yeah. blacks look like very sensitive area as well I'm sure it could just take a bit of time yeah so that's a change I feel like I'm still going through okay what's the change that you want to go through I feel like I'm becoming more disciplined all the time and stuff like that I also lived my life in a way for so long where I just wasn't ever disciplined everything was just so chaotic and not yeah so like I'd rather or like I hope that I continue to kind of go in this pattern of like kind of getting my shit together a bit more and stuff. Mm-hmm. a bit like what you were saying like yeah um jack and i when we or sorry Cece and i when we did our uh, episode she was talking about turning 25 and how you're <laughs> didn't even realize that jack was Cece. 
What? Really? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Speaking of change. You can keep math in, in two different ways. You I, just, two different I just never connected two and two. Fair enough. That happens. Oh my god. That happens. I've had so many drag queens come up to me in their <laughs> boy form and say hi and I'll be like, who are you? Um, <laughs> this cat, what the what did I tell you it, when I ran into Lavender? No. <laughs> I was at the George and he was sitting there, but he's in boy form. He started talking, yeah. I can't remember who I was with, but um, started talking. And I was like, I know your voice from somewhere. Like the week before was the house of a big party where he performed. Yeah. And I was like, are you Lavandre? Lavandre? <laughs> Lavandre. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fucking hilarious. Lavandre. Levantre. Like he's like, what? And I was like, laughing there, sorry. Levantre. Levantre. That's a great name. Oh, sorry. Would you ever make anyone change for you? Wait, I wasn't in the bathroom. <laughs> I forgot weird. Um, yeah. I, yeah, in, ja- in when Cece and I have our episode together, um, she was talking about turning 25, and like, I know people talk about this on TikTok all the time, and how your brain is supposed to be like fully developed by that. And like how she feels a real change and I was like, yeah, I feel that too. But then in every other time of my life, I've been like, oh, I'm done now. So. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that because my brain at 25 and my brain now are two very, very different things. Oh, does that mean I have more to do? No, you're just going to be more conscious and enter things with more of a, like, wisdom to when things Mm -hmm. happen. And like, if change does happen and throws you for a curveball I just think you learn to kind of deal with it better and you just grow as a person more and you're more just like mature it's not like your brain hasn't stopped growing it's just like I don't think you've clocked into like those levels of maturity and just like reasoning within yourself just to not like overreact or let certain things ruin your life yeah okay that makes sense which is fun I think I'm um perfect though so I just don't yeah you don't, don't need really, change yeah at all. phew um, what were you going to ask? Whatever. Before I so rudely interrupted you, um, <laughs> would you ever make someone, or have you ever made someone change for you? Oh Jesus! I've tried so hard. <laughs> I've never been able to get a man to change. Um, the only way I would ever, and it's not even trying to change someone. It's like do you know when you identify in somebody that they're like struggling because it's oh, like the example I'm going to use is I was with a guy who was doing like a lot of drugs and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like he was partying but not in the way that we would like it was destructive all the time um, and like I would be like when we we'd go for a movie night or whatever he'd be like oh will we get a bottle of wine and I'd be like no like let's, let's not this time or whatever and I was trying to gently be like but like he was whinging to me all the time being yeah. like I, I hate this like I like if, if he was in that life and he seemed happy then it would be grand obviously that didn't work because you can you, those things never really succeed but I think trying to be a positive influence in somebody's life maybe isn't the same as changing them yeah I don't know how about you yeah I think I'd be more how you phrase it there like a positive influence I would never I think again I suppose this, if that like applies more to relationships and friendships and stuff like I would never have been with that person or been friends with them if I thought they need to change them in the first place that's it yeah but it's like as time goes on and you see traits in someone and you're trying your hardest because again I'm sure it's happened to us like both of us as well where someone's 
seen a struggler in some sense and tried to help you or whatever but um you do want someone to change because of their behavior and stuff like that but my i think the worst time that happened to me it was a weird one because like it's it was just a whole shit storm of a lot of things so like okay it was just like was this a romantic relationship yeah it was like okay. one of my boyfriends and like loved him hand in my heart but um just I wouldn't say he had an alcohol addiction he's probably fucking gonna listen to this <laughs> <laughs> the one the one from six weeks ago yes I remember him which one no I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to cover him <laughs> Um, no, basically just spent a lot, had a very similar lifestyle to me, spent a lot of time on the road in that same kind of hectic touring lifestyle and that's not the most stable of things to begin no, with and especially not. not when you're trying to hold down a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and it's sometimes always easier to kind of brush off issues when you're with that person when you're on the road and away from each other and then life hits and everything comes crumbling down again and it was one of those things where it's just like you try so hard to convince that person to change and just kind of get their shit together and you put so much belief and trust in them mm-hmm. and then they just do it again and then you go back to that person again and it just keeps happening and shit like that and it's just like you have to realise sometimes that that person has to want to change themselves as well. Yeah, yeah. And you can't kind of lose yourself trying to help them. Yeah. Like I've been in a few, not like relate, like romantic relationships, even just like even friendship things and things like that. But like you definitely can't force someone to change their habits and lifestyle. Definitely not. Unless they want the help. Definitely. And like I, I actually rarely even give advice. I like, I don't know if that's something you've ever noticed about me, but like I literally yeah. don't tell people unless they ask me yeah you're very good for that actually I'm just like I'll just be like okay whatever um and then when they do ask me outright I'm like okay well I kind of well you can't obviously expect them to follow your words to the letter but like I, I kind of expect you to be like proactive about this now if you're literally asking me yeah there's nothing worse than an asshole who just keeps That's asking and yeah, my gears. yeah like, if you're gonna like, do I'm something so happy and it's like and then Often I advise people when they're frustrated with someone they're around, I'm like, babe, you need to decide because you can't change this person. So you need to yeah. decide if you're going to have a relationship with them, you either need to stop getting annoyed at them all the time for this, or you need to not have a relationship with them. Do you know that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I think it's like a really, it's just going to lead you to madness to try and change, change someone. Yeah. And you're, I think you're like me as well. We're like, if you're, if you say you're going to do something, just fucking do it. Cause if you don't, then I'm gone. Like, 100%. I just, I hate people tell me they're going to change or they're going to change their life for this and change their life for that. And you just hear about it for 84 years and nothing's done. Now circumstances can defer things in life sometimes and oh, whatever, yeah. but and like, if you know, they're making an effort or like they're making, taking yeah. it seriously or yeah. something, then yeah. But, um, no, if you're, if you're going to say it and not do it, I'm just like, go away from me. Yeah don't believe in that well I think it's pretty much time to wrap up that was successful we talked a lot of shit yeah I'm um, good at that though to be fair yeah that's, I had no worries coming on the bus here today I didn't write any questions <laughs> I was like oh my god um, thank you to my gorgeous fabulous producer Niall Duggan get well soon sorry you've covid <laughs> don't give it to me um, thank you to DJ Succulent for my music um, I miss you um, I don't think you listen. Um, thank you to the Bernard Shaw for having us. Thank you to my listeners because we've actually, I'm happy to report, had quite an influx of listeners lately. 
I'm keeping my eye on the stats. I'll, I'll try to avoid them as much as possible, but like we have a lot more people. So thank you, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and keep an eye out for little events and stuff that I'll be planning. Finally, thank you, gorgeous Jillian Mossop. I could talk to you all day. And we do. And we do. Just not in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, we're missing an opportunity. We're not having a mic on us all the time. I know, we need a TV show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Real Housewives of Dublin. Um, so, you have to find husbands first. <laughs> so, yeah, um, thank you and goodbye.